Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our risen Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. May his spirit open up our hearts and minds to his word. Amen. Our text is the gospel reading for this evening is found in Matthew 25. That's it. It's final. Well, there's many times in life that we say it's final. When people look for a home, they may look at a number of houses, but they finally make a decision, and that's it. Or buying a car, maybe fixing a meal, or buying clothes. They make final decisions. When people go to school, to uh, college or universities, and uh, they're about ready to graduate, and they take that final exam, and that's it. It's final. It's over. When people are dealing with wills, sometimes there's things that's not working out right, and they have to take it to court, and the judge decides, and he makes that decision, and it becomes final. Well, in our text, Jesus is talking about something that's going to be very final. That's the last day, the final judgment, the time when all judgment of mankind will cease to be. On that day, Jesus will gather all people from all nations before him. And he will take, as our text says, separate them as sheep from the goats. Jesus, before telling of this uh, final judgment, as he heads toward Jerusalem, he talks to his disciples about how he is going to be put to death and uh, how he will be treated, rejected, Uh, falsely accused, nailed to a cross. He will die. But that's why he came into the world, so that he might take upon himself the sins of all mankind. And through faith in him, they could have everlasting life and never be cast away on that day of final judgment. Jesus said, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. The world is going to come to an end. I know we hear uh, many people that are concerned that the world's going to be destroyed because of the climate or because we're polluting society. And yes, we should take care of God's creation, but... That's not going to cause the world to end. Nobody can make this world end who live in this world. It's going to end when God determines. The Bible says no one knows that day or hour, but only the Father. And when Jesus comes again in glory, he will come as a thief in the night, totally unexpected. It'll be like in the days of Noah. Noah preached for 120 years for people to repent and to turn to God. But we're told that they just ate, drank, and was merry. They went about their own things. They certainly thought Noah was some kind of a crazy person. It would never happen because they had never experienced a flood in their life. But then, the day that the animals entered the ark and Noah and his family entered the ark, and that ark door was closed, and the waters became begun to come from heaven and from the earth. I'm sure there were many believers at that time who said, Noah, we believe, but it's too late. 
too late. We are to be prepared for that final coming at all times. And Jesus tells, uh, talks to the people in our text about those last times. He says, on, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and when he calls himself the Son of Man, he, he was born of the flesh, but he's also God. And all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all nations. He will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. He says people will be gathered from all over. And as we study scripture, we find that even those who have died, those who pierced him, they'll all rise again. And then that final judgment will take place. They will either hear words of depart from me or come, blessed of my Father. Our text tells us that he will separate them as sheep from the goats. And the people of that day knew what that meant. Sheep were dumb animals. They need to be cared for. You had to protect them. They depended upon the shepherd to lead them to those places where they could eat and drink and to protect them. Whereas the goats were more independent. They would wander away. They'd do their own thing like they didn't need the shepherd. And Jesus uses that illustration to uh, bring across his point. Jesus said he was the good shepherd and that he came to give his life and to give his life a ransom for many. And he says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. In other words, Jesus is talking about people who know that they're totally dependent upon him for salvation, that they cannot do one thing to earn salvation or to find a place in heaven. There is nothing within them that would make them worthy for they are totally sinful and deserve to be cast away forever. Whereas the goats tend to be people who think, I can do it myself. I don't need Jesus. I can get into heaven by the things that I do. And isn't that the way many people think today? They like to have a record of all these nice things they do and people will say, if anybody's going to go to heaven, it's certainly that person. Maybe. Only if they knew Jesus as their Savior. All the kind and caring things we do in life do not save us. We live that way because we belong to Jesus. And when we do these things, we're only doing what we were created to do. But they cannot save us. Only Jesus can save. And he has promised a place for us in heaven when we believe in him. As he said, whoever believes in me has everlasting life. He said to the disciples, in my father's house are many mansions. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. 
and where I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And to those sheep who follow Jesus, in our text, he again says about them, he said, when I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And it says the righteous will say, when did we do these things? When did we do this? They have no clue. They didn't keep any records of what they were doing as though it earned them points. It's just like people today. When you feed Jesus, you know, the food bank, food that's gathering there, Jesus wants us to know that when we help people in their need, that it's him that we're serving. We do these things in faith. We do the work that we have at home in faith in Jesus. We're doing it to him. But Jesus goes on. He says, and listen what he says uh, to the unbeliever. Depart from you, cursed, into everlasting or eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Wow, that's something I don't want to happen to anybody. That's not what Jesus wants to say to anybody. For he came into this world to seek and to save the lost. And my friends, that's every one of us. That's every one of us. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There are people who are living in such evil ways. And sometimes in our mind, we think those people really deserve to be lost and to be cast away. No more than us. We're all guilty of sin. The difference is, is that we're forgiven sinners because Jesus has washed away our sin. When we were baptized into Christ, we became his children. And we have the guarantee that when this life is over, we're going to be with him forever in eternity. I can't speak for other people, but every time I doubt whether I'm going to go to heaven, and there are times I doubt that, as I look at the law, and the law of God always condemns me. It says, you really haven't lived up to it. You haven't done good enough. Well, I haven't. But neither have you. Neither has anyone. Our only hope is Jesus. He is the one who paid the debt of our sin. He is the one who suffered the price that had to be paid. He is the one that cleanses us and makes us whole. He is the one that makes it possible for us to hear those wonderful words when he comes in glory. Come, blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. 
If we think that we can get there by the things we do as the scribes and the Pharisees thought in Jesus' day, we cannot be more wrong. We do good works out of it because we love Jesus, but they don't save us. The Bible says a person is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. The goats are the ones who want to go their own way. They're people, again, who want to depend upon what they have done. But in the book of Galatians, we read, all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to do them. And the word of God clearly says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. The final judgment is coming. I used to wonder, does that final judgment mean that we all get judged all again and again? Did you know all of you are already judged? If you have faith in Jesus, you're going to go to heaven. If you reject him and don't believe in him, you're going to be lost. When we stand before him, we will only hear that good news come, blessed of my father, and not depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fires. We're all sinners, total undeserving of the glories of heaven. Yet God chose to become one of us, to take care of our sins and robe us in the robe of his righteousness. In baptism, we were covered with his grace and the spirit worked faith in our lives and helped us to live differently. And now Jesus says to all sinners, to whether we're believers or unbelievers, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet will he live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And he says to all people, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and we make him, that is, God, a liar and his word is not in us. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, who is the atoning sin for ours, and not only for us, but for the whole world. The blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. My friends, if Jesus would come in the next 20 minutes, would you change your life? I read that Luther, when he was asked if he knew Jesus was coming the next day, what would he do? He said, if I was going to plant a tree, I'd plant a tree to the glory of God. So may we never be afraid of that final judgment because heaven is our home. It is a promise, a guarantee to all who believe. 
To God be the glory. Great things he has done, so loved he the world. He gave us his son. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasseth all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.